0: Ladies and gentlemen, 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 you are now, 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 now listening to, 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 to the P-13 Podcast. Cast, cast, cast.
1: Welcome back to the P-13 Podcast. It is another Tuesday when this episode comes out, like every Tuesday, You can catch us on all your major uh, platforms, Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to this podcast currently, and any other major forms of podcast consumption, you can find us there. Leave us a line. You can also use the instagram page as a way to maybe voice some opinions or some things that may have helped you from this podcast let us know maybe you also have another podcast question we're taking questions maybe those questions turn into a podcast we'll give you a little shout out am i right
0: sure sure are
1: sure are so that's the other half of this p13 podcast that i myself am michael And I am your host along this journey. And sitting beside me is the one and only.
0: It's quite the selection.
1: I know. The, would you say Ray Charles-like? Ooh, I don't know. Soulful voice. I don't know. Um, Did we use D'Angelo already? We might have. I think. No. Oh, there we go. Big Big fan. Big fan. D'Angelo type. Whatever happened to him. Deep voice. I don't know. I think the last time I saw him, he was uh, having a rough time.
0: Uh, Yeah. It's hard to adjust to fame. Most pop stars do, you know? He's the informational
1: Han Solo, and he's wearing this beautifully black and pink Star Wars shirt. Yep. I know you lost your Dadalorian shirt recently, but...
0: Oh, it's been found. Oh, it is. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Big Tyler found it. Nice. He accidentally took it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, that is Mr. Thomas Conway.
0: Hello there. This shirt, actually, is a hand-me-down (laughs) shirt. (laughs) you didn't you didn't uh think you could get hand-me-downs as adults but you can it's a hand-me-down from mr Kala himself
1: you're you're welcome thank you sir i yeah i've been cleaning up my closet lately and uh, literally not figuratively literally actually
0: maybe also a little figuratively yeah we all do from time to time
1: you get rid of some of the emotional sentimentality of things actually i was just having a conversation with joey when him and uh and Kara moved from Wisconsin they uh Ooh. <laughs> shout out Joey and Kara yeah
0: i think they told me that was quite an interesting journey yeah yeah
1: so props to them and i'm learning a little bit from y'all moving
0: creates day. challenges in for people individually but yeah definitely in relationships it can be interesting
1: mm-hmm.
0: Agreed. Know? Yeah. i think you i think moving brings out the worst in people i'm pretty convinced in that <laughs> i can see it and so yeah it's a real test maybe they should do that like Create a show. You know, there's all these love shows. (laughs) They should do one called. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: You you can't give it out.
0: Moving. I'm trying to think of a catchy title. Moving Love. Loving. Oh, uh, Moving Love is good. Moving Love. You should just leave it at that. I don't know. There we go. Yeah. Just came to my mind. Sponsored by P13. and
1: You can't take it because we're going to trademark it.
0: Yep. That's ours. (laughs) We're starting our own network.
1: How are you today, though? Otherwise.
0: Doing good. Doing good. Wait, when did you find
1: this shirt, by the way?
0: Oh, he told me on Monday oh nice yeah he's like hey i think i found your shirt and my stuff he's <laughs> like oh yeah the dad one he's like yeah i was like cool man so he's gonna bring it back nice i thought that was lost forever that's a great shirt it's a great shirt and it's a it's got sentimental value because ashley got it for me
1: shout out ashley what's up ashley well anyways how, is, <laughs>
0: how? big gulps well well <laughs> see you later
1: I understand the the families in town as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, they just got in yesterday, so we haven't—we've just been chilling for the most part. But actually going to go to a Sharks game tomorrow. Ooh. Sharks-Preds.
1: Sharks-Preds. How are the Preds doing this season? No idea.
0: But I'll be wearing uh, Preds gear, so— Oh, you're not showing up
1: in the Minnesota Wild jersey?
0: No, I mean, you know, I got (laughs) to choose one team or the other that's playing, I feel like. If I showed up in a Wild jersey, people would be like, he's at the wrong game, you know? (laughs) Um, but we'll see if we if we get heckled from some uh San Joseans. San Joseans, is that the correct sure. nomenclature?
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know what I else you would say. It's gotta be that. But they seem like relatively gentle people in they San are. Jose. It's not you like know.
1: you're going to like a Giants Dodgers like game. Oakland. Or Oakland.
0: Coliseum.
1: That oh, during a Raiders game, forget about you it. You never know
0: what's gonna happen there.
1: This is gonna get a little sidetracked, but I remember um, when we were doing—what uh, is it? Security as like fundraising for be- for baseball. Oh,
0: I didn't know you did that.
1: We did a few Raider games, <laughs> and so this is this is gonna get off track for a little bit. So just it's stick with us. It's shocking to
0: me that they would submit you to that, because that could that could bring like real danger.
1: Oh no, I got put just the few rows behind the black hole.
0: What is the black hole? That, that's like where the true like diehard die hard, yeah.
1: Oakland Raider fans. Right? Yeah. Have you ever seen if they always show them on Sunday? Yeah, night they're football. wearing like
0: the the spiky yes. shoulder pads and stuff. Yeah. Yes.
1: So there was one time we had to do security. Well, it's not really security. It's like you you're kind of those people who wear the yellow jackets. Yeah. And you stand there. You don't actually
0: do anything. They give
1: you a clicker. So that's fun
0: to count people.
1: No, they give you a clicker in case of any emergencies. So
0: quick so is it like
1: it calls for security okay. or it calls like for attention, essentially. Interesting. It, yeah. So I've had to use it. I used it a total of like three or four times in one people game. people were like fighting. Or- there was a huge fight and some lady <laughs> kept on saying, do something, do something. And I said, I am liably, legally not allowed to touch anybody. So I'm going to press this clicker. Someone's coming. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, that is so good.
1: So I happened on multiple occasions in one game.
0: Wow. Yeah. I wonder what the average, I the average is. don't want to know. <laughs> also, who are they playing?
1: It was a Charger game. So it's so a little there, more rowdy. It's a little, yeah, little more rowdy. Yeah, that based. makes sense. I would have rather gone up to the top. I've been up the oh, top for tier. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, down, down by the field, those are the diehard folks.
1: Oh my gosh. And even, listen, this is the last sidebar. We used to do Stanford games and Berkeley games too at the Stanford games, they made us work the gate and you have to like check and make sure people don't bring in uh, drinks. And you know, you have to tell people, Oh, empty bottle, right? Yeah. It's an empty bottle policy. So some lady like had a full bottle and I was like, I'm sorry, lady, like you you have to dump that out. You're not allowed to bring it in. She's like, but it's water. And like made me smell it. And I said, I, I I understand, but it's rules are rules. And so she dumped it all over my feet.
0: (laughs) Was it actually water?
1: I'm sure it was. I think you
0: didn't smell any alcohol. I didn't remember. smell any yeah.
1: alcohol. Although, yeah, I don't know. It's I, not it's, very
0: nice of her. No, you're just doing your job. I'm just
1: doing my job. Just doing your duty. But actually, talking about work, that bring that's a hey. nice segue into today's topic. Yeah, we are talking about work. That's right. Well, more specifically,
0: your working. We talking lifestyle. about practice. Talk about practice, but in the sense of work true that's yeah, actually very true in a way
1: in a way it is so we're looking at more specifically your working lifestyle uh for many of you lovely listeners you work hard for your dollar or whatever metric you use to measure your return sometimes that work can consume you it may eat at your mental well-being distract you from what's important and potentially harm your body with that said it's all about balance because without work and or a steady income You may not be able to do the things that you want to do, such as put a roof over your head, put food on the table or join any extracurricular activities outside of what's needed for basic human survival. Work is needed, but you still have to take into account your well-being. work too much and get sick. You might miss out on a paycheck. Remember being balanced is just as important as the number of zeros you see next to your bank account. So what do you say, Mr. Thomas Conway?
0: Yeah, we get this, this, uh, question a lot. And I just recently had a pretty thorough conversation with one of our members about, well, initially started out as a nutrition conversation and it kind of evolved into a conversation about their current work situation and how much they're working. And, you know, they're also part of the wave of new folks working at home. That's one of the reasons, again, I like I said, we get this we have this conversation a Mm -hmm. lot with people. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that one conversation that made us want to look, look into this a little bit more chat about it. Um, I mean, I think it's very clear that in this day and age inactivity at work is becoming a huge problem, right? For the health of the population, more people nowadays work at desks, which is a relatively new thing that humans are having to do on a daily basis. Right? Like even, 50 to 60 years ago, there were much more people working in jobs that labor. Required manual labor or yeah, something like that or just more movement, right? We we didn't I mean 50 to 60 years ago We didn't really have computers Technology, so, Technology like, has advanced there very was hard. there was less of a need to be strapped to a desk Whereas now everything is done on the computer and so you just you never have to you never have to move so just some some data on on this topic, so roughly 25% of the population, according to the CDC, is what would be classified as inactive or Mm -hmm. physically inactive. I'm not sure exactly what definition they use, but I know that like the NHS, which I think is the National Health Institute, recommends that 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week. And so I'm assuming that the CDC bases their definition of inactivity on that. So if people get less than 150 minutes of moderate physical activity per week, they're classified as inactive. 25%, that's one in four. Wow. So that's quite a, quite a big chunk of the population. Another interesting uh, piece of data that I came across was how it's disproportionately affecting certain races and ethnicities. The most negatively impacted group was Hispanic and black communities. So, you know, this makes me think of conversation that we had with Dr. Chandler mm-hmm. about health disparities based on income and based on where your economic status yep. uh, and kind of what you're born into. And a big part of that probably is resources. Like he said, I know. So my, my wife's dad, he's from Tennessee and um, you know, he's also, I think there's probably two, like some element of that that's related to age. I do feel like Millennials tend to be more informed about health, nutrition and things like that. And so what makes me think of that is my wife's dad, like we've had conversations with him about nutrition before and some of the stuff that he thinks is healthy really isn't. And that's no fault to him, right? Like it's just a matter of of how you grew up, where you grew up, what resources you had access to. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a, a big part of the problem that weighs into it as well.
1: And it still happens today and it's always on. It does. Yeah.
0: And, and I mean, I have conversations with people that are even millennials, our age and our our demographic that maybe they, they are consuming something that they think is healthy and really it's, it's not very healthy. And that I think also too is now it's not lack of information, but it's almost the opposite. It's Mm -hmm. too much information, which then leads to a lot of misinformation being out there. And as we've talked about before in this podcast that that goes beyond just the realm of nutrition and exercise, but just some other statistics on set being sedentary. So we spend on average $8,200 per person per year on healthcare with most, most of that being associated with conditions resulting from a sedentary lifestyle. It is a lot. So sedentary lifestyles are known to increase all cause mortality. Double, double the risk of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and obesity, and increased risks of colon cancer, high blood pressure, osteoporosis, lipid disorders, depression, and anxiety. So you can see that that doesn't just stop at the impacts on our physical health, but it also impacts our mental well-being as well.
1: Well, I was going to say to that, it's like, it's so interesting because I, I guess it depends on what your definition of a sedentary lifestyle is, but all some, I shouldn't say all, but most of these factors can be like preventative in some way Yeah. by either a, well, having the education in it, or at least being exposed to certain things like, Hey, just someone telling you to go walk.
0: Yeah. And and a lot of times it's not, it doesn't need to be complex. You know, I think that's the other, I think that's the other part of the problem is that people think that for some reason they are led to think that, you know, the answer to the problem that they're currently experiencing has to be like this complex, you know, I got to do these certain exercises or this certain training program, or, you know, it'll only work if I do this thing. And the reality is it's just not that's just not the case. When I would say to people just do more, just mm. try to do more of whatever, more walking, more, just more moving, more standing up, more fidgeting. These little things like they actually go quite a long way in terms of keeping people healthy. Another interesting thing that people may have heard and just came across this this piece of data right now, a lot of people have said recently that sitting is the new smoking. Mm. And a little bit of information that I came across. So inactivity has been linked to 5.3 million deaths globally per year. So that is those those chronic conditions that I just mentioned. That's those right there, right? Like tons of people die from heart disease, um, diabetes, and it's lipid disorders, colon like cancers related that. to all those things. A lot of people die from those, and those are all linked to being sedentary. Compare that 5.3 million deaths per year. To uh, 5.1 million that is linked to smoking, so wow. as you can see, it is a huge problem, right? And I think at this point, just with all the the science and research that we have on it, it's it's hard to deny that 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 sitting is uh, bad for you. There's there's not really, or or I guess I shouldn't say sitting, but being inactive being for chronic in- for, for long periods of time is bad for you. And it kind of leads into
1: like the next segue here, but you touched on it previously a little bit as like the impact of working from a desk. Well, now people after the pandemic are doing a lot of work from home. Yeah. Like what do you see are some of the challenges with that as people are getting transitioned to doing more remote jobs or working a lot more in, in closed settings where they're mm-hmm. more accessible for for corporates to to access
0: Yeah. So I think there's, I think there are uh, multiple things with working from home that are problematic. Mm -hmm. And I think that we don't and won't truly understand it for some period of time. I think it's, it's because a lot of this, like it takes time for some of these things to actually Actually be brought to the forefront of our mind. There's right? like that little lag where, time. where people are actually like dying or whatever getting really sick or whatever so I think we don't fully understand it, but Based on my communication with a lot of people that transitioned into that way of working I've heard all sorts of things again. We'll start with the physical. I know a lot of people that have said they've gained weight and They have not been able to get back to their baseline weight and I think a big part of that is because they're now working from home, mm-hmm. and so a lot of things that were in their normal daily life prior to COVID and the whole work from home wave uh are now they they've never returned, right? So the little things again that you don't often think about a lot, but I think more people are starting to become
1: uh, open to um, more understanding
0: yeah. of how these things added up, right? Your walk to Even if it's just you walk to a bus stop Mm -hmm. and then you ride a bus to another bus stop and then walk from there to your office,
1: walking from or walking
0: from your place to your office. Some people did that meeting to meeting, meeting to meeting. Yeah. Like walking to meetings, meeting people for lunch, like walking to go get coffee on your lunch break, um, walking to go get food on your lunch break. Uh, So there's all those little things that that add up. And then also too, like that gets you just outside. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of evidence to support just getting outside does have a lot of positive effects on physical and mental health. Even just that, like getting outside, getting exposure to the sun, right? We, I mean, we can <laughs> we can go really deep with this, like-
1: Exposure to other humans.
0: Exposure to other humans. Human But, touch. but like even the talking about the sun, he just touched me. <laughs> even talking about, not in an appropriate way, no, no, it's no, my not. shoulder. Even talking about exposure to the sun, right? Like when you first wake up, if people were first waking up, And having to get outside to catch a bus and they're getting exposure to the sun then you can talk even about like circadian rhythm regulation right there's a lot of evidence supporting that early sun exposure helps regulate your circadian rhythm helps you go to sleep at a normal time for yourself deficiencies vitamin d there's there's that i mean a lot of those little things that we don't think about will add up to potentially leading to health problems and again like cala mentioned the human interaction piece, even just like being around other people. So ultimately like a lot of people have told me that their desk is now either in their bedroom or in a room very adjacent. And for those of you that live in San Francisco or in an urban area, you know what what urban dwellings are like <laughs> and they're not very big. And so you are literally maybe traveling all of 20 you know, steps. 20 steps to get from your bed to your desk. And then desk to kitchen is like the same amount. So when you go get food, there's not really any. And then also, too, just the change of scenery, I think, is oh, I... also big. So yeah, so I definitely think that work from home has created, has exacerbated this problem that we were already experiencing.
1: We, we've touched on a term before, and the acronym is NEAT. Would you like to educate everyone on what that means again?
0: Yeah, so NEAT stands for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. And basically what that means is that is the, the amount of calories that you burn from just moving throughout your day. So we have our basal metabolic rate, we have NEAT, and then we have the calories that we burn during exercise, which would add up to our totally ca- total calorie burn Calorie burn, if you want to break it out in that way. So that's essentially what work from home has done, I think, for a lot of people. It has mm-hmm. It has decreased the amount of NEAT that they are getting on any given day. And you compound that over time. And yeah, I mean, it leads to big problems. And, and I have come to really think that just based off of my experience that I think that neat is kind of the, the one of the biggest factors in weight loss, weight management, whatever, however you want to spin it, healthy body composition, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want to label it as. I think that aside from e- even more so than like calorie deficiency, yeah, because there's just a cascade of positive things that happen when you're active right? Your hormones are going to be in a better place. Just the things that manage your metabolism are going to be more active, right? Various enzymes are going to be more active. Again, getting exposure to, to the sun, it's just going to turn your body into a, uh, machine that just wants fuel because you're just moving it all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, and
1: even like with, Adding into that, like going, like, say, back in office, this is more so on the mental side. Just the fact that you could pop in and mentally go or mentally just have a conversation with someone, just outside of the just thinking of the physiological aspects. But you can bounce ideas off somebody. Maybe mm-hmm. some you're having a down part of your day and you run into someone by just. Walking around your office, yeah, or walking to the water cooler,
0: and maybe they tell you a joke and it makes you laugh,
1: yeah, and then your cha- your days change just like that, yeah. Immediately. yeah,
0: Um So yeah, I mean, I think all the way that we communicate now is via Zoom, and I just don't think that Zoom and now or Zoom allows for these little nuances in communication, and and who knows what impact that has on on all of this, but we know that it has a impact on psychology. That's for sure.
1: We'll come back to the, a little bit more on the psychology side. Cause I, I, I know we, we do talk about some of the mental health in here, but let's go back to the physiological and anatomical side and the impacts of that. So we've talked a little bit about some of the items that have been associated with being sedentary. Let's dive a little deeper. What do you see are some of the big things that happen when it comes to being physically inactive?
0: Yeah. So at this point, it's pretty much science that these things are impacted from inactivity. So these, these are just various markers of physiology. So, in terms of cardiometabolic impacts, there's an increase in fasting tri- triglycerides, which is not good. So, if you've ever gone to the doctor and got your blood panel done, they give you. Your cholesterol, and they also give you a number that's your triglycerides. Mm-hmm. You don't want that number to be high. So that increasing is no bueno. No bueno. Then there is a decrease in fasting HDL just to make sure everybody understands what HDL is. HDL is a positive biomarker, meaning you want that to be higher. So that decreasing is not good. So LDL good is fats. the Yeah, that's good cholesterol. LDL is bad oh, cholesterol. cholesterol sorry, yeah. Then there's a increase in fasting insulin, right? High insulin or chronically high insulin is essentially what, what like can be associated with diabetes. Mm-hmm. So that's not good. There's a decrease in fasting lipid oxidation. Basically what that is is your body burning fat. So lipid oxidation means that the fat is getting oxidized and used for energy most likely. Then there's an increase in fasting glucose oxidation. And then um, increase in inflammation, which would make sense if all those other things are happening. You're probably <laughs> going to be inflamed. Uh, and then some noticeable like physical changes would be a decrease in VO2 max, uh, which means your cardiovascular system just becomes less. And then muscle atrophy, which makes sense because you're not using your muscles as much, so they just get smaller. Decreased mitochondrial oxidative capacity. So the more or the better that your mitochondria are... At basically using oxygen for fuel is how that could be understood, which would make sense that decrease in VO2 max happens. And then, of course, like increase in uh, fat accumulation and and specifically like visceral fat
1: body composition.
0: Yeah. So that's going to lead to to. Yeah. So those are those are cardiometabolic uh, impacts. Then there's also, you know, we can dive deep into the impacts on like joint health. And things like that but I think it's pretty well understood that the less that you use your your joints uh, just like the muscles atrophy the less that you use your joints the more likely they are to become like less capable of moving well
1: so if you don't use it you lose it
0: you lose it yeah that saying rings true folks <laughs> that saying rings true I mean yeah simple example is like if you don't rotate your hips a lot or rotate your shoulders a lot or when I say a lot I mean like frequently, then they're probably just going to become worse at doing that. That concept applies to everything as it relates to human biology, right? If you don't use that thing, then your your body and your nervous system is very intelligent and it will essentially get better at not using that is the way to think about that.
1: And this is always a concept that we've like... We've experienced in the gym, especially as we went transitioning from virtual coming back into the physical brick and mortar space was a lot of people having to deal with all, all of those. Yeah. And, and then some. Yeah. On the way back in.
0: Yeah, we definitely, we had people reporting. Obviously the, the one that I think a lot of people experienced over the, the pandemic was changes in body composition and weight. But we did also have people that said, like, they started getting these, like, nagging aches and pains. Yeah, that they've never dealt with. That they've never dealt with from sitting too much. So, like, neck stuff and, like, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I think the research is there. But then, you know, as Eric Winters mentioned in one of our episodes that he was on, the great experiment has shown that there's a lot of negative impacts from this whole work from home lifestyle Mm. shout out Eric Winters sup Eric Eric? miss you brah
1: well one of the uh, items here that we have in our notes is on the diet and it's also relates to the next little bit here and being aware being aware of how these changes are impacting you and being aware of how can you make the changes for yourself as part of this would you
0: agree Yeah, I absolutely think so. Are you talking in the sense of like being aware that you're not moving?
1: Being aware that you're not moving, being aware of, yeah, being aware that that's a problem, being aware of that you can't eat the same way you normally would when you were like commuting into work, biking to work, biking to work.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think people sometimes have a hard time with those transitions. One, one place that you really see this a lot, I think is professional sports, Ah. you know, professional athletes that grew up playing a sport for as long as they did when they go to transition out of it. I do think there are some that, that have a hard time understanding that they're not now eating to perform that, that sport or activity, whatever it was. I've definitely
1: dealt with that one though, coming from being yeah. an athlete. Yeah. Me just as well. <laughs> yeah. Cause like,
0: I mean, yeah, like I played rugby, which is a very, very metabolically demanding sport. Oh yeah. I mean, 80 minutes of continuous running and hitting people
1: not to mention your training is, is overloading that to an extent.
0: Yeah. And so I could just crush whatever I wanted and then some, I probably couldn't eat enough. So then going to a desk job, I really had to adjust how I was, was eating and took time, you know, and as long as you try to adapt to that change, I think you'll get there, but it might take some time. Mm. It might not happen overnight, but yeah. So I think as you mentioned, awareness is important and having that awareness can then allow you to make those steps or implement, uh, I guess you could call them like safeguards Mm -hmm. to prevent the damage being done or mitigate the damage being done from your, you know, inactive like job that you have. Yeah. Right. So
1: you really have to take a step back to know that. And it's hard, especially if you, if you're working on a big project that is ongoing, it may be difficult to step back uh, and say to yourself, Hey, I need to know what's going on in my day. So I need to know when I can take a break. Maybe I'm getting stuck on an item at work for, I'm just stuck. I don't know what, to, how to change this answer. I don't know how to get to a different answer. I don't mm-hmm. know how to solve this problem. That might just be a good time to let yourself know or be aware that, Hey, it might be best for me to step away from this. Go and for a walk. Go for a walk. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or do a little micro workout.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of benefit that can come from just removing yourself from the situation. And then especially to getting outside. Yeah. A lot of people report that they have more clarity when they're walking. They're better able to think and make decisions. And it makes sense, like increased blood flow, which means there's increased blood flow to the brain as well. You get those feel good those feel good hormones like serotonin or mm-hmm. you neurotransmitters know, like, like serotonin. Um, you know, so I, I would agree that that's definitely important for people to to know that there could be a lot of benefit from just stepping away momentarily. Yeah.
1: But it really, you really have to stay, you, you have to know or have someone beside yeah, you, you. to let be aware. You know. yep. Piggybacking off of this is when you do have the opportunity to take time for yourself, being aware of, are you trying to make it up, make up time in the gym? Are you going three months off because you were working and then trying to hit it hard at like, 90% yeah. in your first week. That right. It usually doesn't,
0: that could backfire. That could backfire yeah. easily. And yeah, now you're just stressing
1: happen. your nervous system. Similar to yeah. what we've talked about in some of the past podcasts, overloading yourself too much. And who knows, maybe you're back out again.
0: Yeah. And I think that is important. Anytime people transition, I think the best way to transition is gradually. If you did take time off. Yeah. Just, just don't be, don't be hard on yourself but just ease into that that transitional period also if you are if your hands are kind of tied in terms of how much you can move throughout the day that's also a, a a time when you should not be hard on yourself right like all of us have constraints could be just work specifically if like you are understaffed or whatever and you have to put in extra time like that's a constraint that you can't really change so focus on what you can control and just do the best that you can in your current situation. And then as long as you're doing that, don't beat yourself up because that's only going to make it worse.
1: Mm-hmm. Transitioning away from a lot of the the anatomical stuff or some of the physical items, going back to the mental health with we touched about it, human interaction Definitely as the pandemic hit, it makes it really difficult for people to communicate with one another. And now you miss out on, we talked about certain body cues, touch, smell. What else can you say? Like even having that prime conversation where maybe you're bouncing off off an idea. The working lifestyle, depending on where you're working, you may need to have more human interaction for your own mental health. Mm -hmm. We've seen it and, and, or we've had conversations, I should say, with a ton of people who may have moved out here for a job and they're stuck doing work from home. They say they're going to be back in office after a little bit, but then that keeps getting delayed.
0: I mean, we've talked extensively about this specific thing, the human interaction piece one with Eric Winters and two, we did an episode, I think it was, yeah, specifically on mental health and the impact of like interacting with people on mental health. And there's no question that again, all those things that you you mentioned being able to see a person and like see their their three dimensional being, not just on a screen, that's huge. Even again, the smells, I I know it sounds weird to think that you like smell people, (laughs) but you do, you do. It's just the way that it works. And those small, subtle cues that you pick up from all your senses are very important in human interaction. And we're lucky that we get to interact with, I mean, sometimes 30 to 40 people mm-hmm. every day. I know for me, that's that's huge. Yeah. Like at times, again, we've mentioned before, at times coaching is very demanding and can be draining, but I would much rather have some of those days and have most of the days be fun and getting to hear various stories from people and just hearing about their experiences on a daily basis and what they're currently going through and all that stuff. I'd much rather have that than the the opposite, which we experienced during COVID when all I saw was people on Zoom. Mm -hmm. I didn't have those subtle, like nuanced conversations. Right. And I felt it for myself. Like I felt, and you can ask my wife, like I was pretty depressed. Uh And so I think those are, I think those are huge in keeping people happy. And then in turn that keeps them healthy.
1: I agree. And I've had a conversation with someone in the gym recently, they moved from another state and they've had their initial thing was I want to see, like I moved so that I can come in and meet people as well. Yeah. But when they got delayed for a few months, it's, puts a lot of stress on them they are contemplating quitting mm. on multiple occasions because quitting mean, their job yeah quitting that job yeah. just because yeah
0: oh because they're not going back because you're the working from yet. home yeah. yeah yeah
1: and you're in the working lifestyle especially here in the city you're like yeah. you said like we said earlier it's small it's right
0: would be different if you like had the ranch house yeah and you're just like oh i'll take a break and just <laughs> go on the back porch yeah those don't really exist here not here yeah
1: so then what can we do to counteract all that?
0: Yeah, so I think there's a lot of things. But one thing I do want to say is I do think that there is a role that corporate culture plays in this. I know there's a lot of companies out there that say that they value whatever you want to call it, corporate wellness. They value corporate wellness programs. They value keeping their their workers healthy and and all that stuff. But based on my conversations with a lot of people that work in those Companies, I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolute bullshit because there's again this person that I was talking to this week said that they at the moment are working twelve-hour days, like no question, like that's just that's, that's is what it is, and that's been going on for months now. Um, but again, they're not the exception. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I know that are in that situation could be because of various reasons. I know that there are other companies that are just, that's just the way that it is. They're just like that. You hear it all the
1: time. I heard from some of my old clients where they say, oh, we have a wellness Wednesday where there's not supposed to be meetings. Oh, but we got meetings. We got meetings. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's just absurd to me. So I think that that needs to be set. And at the end of the day, like this is a job, like one, you can find other jobs Two, And I, I get that, like, there are certain situations in which you are, your hands are really tied. Yeah. So that's fine. But like also, I don't know, at the end of your life, I don't think you're going to be like, I'm glad that I worked those really long ass days. <laughs> I don't know. I think instead it's going to be, I wish I spent more time doing things I love mm. and, uh, and just like feeling good. There's very little that compares with, just feeling really fucking good physically and mentally. It's hard to put a price on that, that's all I'm gonna say. So yeah, I think that there is a role that corporate culture plays in all this. But like I said, some people, your hands are tied, so you just have to do the best that you can in that current moment, understanding that maybe it's not going to be super long term this person that again i'm referencing like maybe they find another job in 6 months so just kind of hang on for the ride for the time being knowing that you may have an opportunity in the future to focus more on yourself
1: and with those being said there's a like i guess we are yeah then you then you can <laughs> get
0: into other things that you can try to do that you can try to implement there's like the standing desks the ergonomic friendly desks there's other forms of ergonomically friendly seating things like a size of chair. I've yet to try one of those, but I've been sitting in size a lot and it feels good. Ooh. feels really good on the the hips and the ankles.
1: I referenced the hula hoop chair earlier today. Yeah,
0: but yet to understand what that fully is, but he's might be looking it up here. And then also too, just getting better at sitting on the floor. That can probably be good for a lot of people in terms of keeping your joints and your hips healthy. Then within there, like programmed walks and, and programmed micro workouts. Like, again, we've mentioned this previously in the podcast. Some people will do just pushups once an hour. doesn't really matter how much you do. Just do some, even if it's five or 10, whatever. Um, But just do, do a little something every so often, even if it's not every hour, every two hours, like anything makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the last thing was
1: Wait, before you get to that one, one thing I know that you can do is walk, you can, one thing I've had with one of my clients who is also in corporate work was just walk to your next meeting and maybe walk to the next room and back.
0: What if it's virtual?
1: You could still walk.
0: To your next meeting?
1: Maybe. I'll delete this, (laughs) but.
0: No, it's good. It's good. Are you talking like walk to your next meeting in the same building? In
1: the same building. Like walk if you're taking it in your bedroom, maybe if you if you're lucky enough, maybe walk down this down outside and then walk back in.
0: Pretending that you're going that you're walking to your meeting. Yeah. I would say that's good, yeah. You know, anything that you can do to try to recreate that sense of normalcy, I think, Mm -hmm. is important for people.
1: But go again to your last point. I apologize. Last
0: point would be joining a gym that actually was a point that Cala brought in i didn't think about but it's a good one i appreciate that join our gym join of course yeah
1: 1440 bush street in san francisco
0: yeah but don't go to huey come to us come to us huey's the guy that works in the auto garage and with that avoid the bullshit avoid
1: the bullshit Thank you again for listening to the P13 Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating.
0: This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production.
1: So absolutely. You can find us on social media, on Instagram at Project13Gyms. You can find myself at... fan. That is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media?
0: You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.